power for the zero hour. What is the zero hour? The zero hour is when you're at your lowest. When you're at your lowest hour. The time of total mess. I'm going to be speaking to somebody's life tonight. Into your life. You're going to get poured into. Amen. The time of total mess. The time you need help most. The time of standstill. A time when you've prayed, you've bound, you've lose, you've fasted, you've done everything, you know how, and it seems to be growing worse and not improving. A time you need someone to encourage you, and you've been encouraging people for years and blessing people. A time you need someone to hold your hand. A time you need restoration. A time you need confidence. Reason why people don't pray is so many people lose confidence in prayer because they prayed before it didn't work. And they wonder, no, maybe God hates me, God doesn't like me, God is trying to punish me, or there's something wrong in this and that. Maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And it shakes your confidence. My God, I feel, I feel the presence of God now. A time you need to hear from God. That is the zero hour. A time you're in the sea storm. Winds are blowing. The waters are troubled. The boat of life is tossing up and down. And you're the one who normally would give solution, give direction and instruction. Now everybody's looking at you and wondering, do you still have it? Can you still pray? If you can still pray, how come you're in this condition? If you can still pray, how come you haven't prayed yourself out like you did before? If you really can pray, how come you pray for others, they get their breakthrough, and you're still in your mess? That is a zero hour. Dark. Who do you turn to? You don't even know who to turn to. You've turned to everyone you could, and you can. No change, no improvement. You've sought help. You've fasted. You've done everything you really know how. You've even gone out of your way, sowed special seeds. At that time, that is a zero hour. I told you yesterday that trouble is a visitor that goes from door to door. It's only a matter of when he will come to your door. So don't think that you're the only one people are going through. Oh, you've lost someone that dared to you to death. Oh, there's a pastor who lost three at the same time. And he's a pastor. He's not living in sin. He's a great man of God. There's a woman of God who lost her husband and all her children in an accident. There's a pastor, another man of God, who lost all his children. He's driving and his car fell off the bridge, fell into a deep river. He could swim. His wife couldn't swim. His children couldn't swim. So he decided to save his wife and let the children go. They asked him why. He said, because his wife can give birth to more children. 
Things happen to people. Don't worry about all the glamour you see. Things do happen. And all of that is designed for two purposes. The zero hour is a time, number one, from the enemy's point of view, is a time of distraction. From God's point of view, is a time of trials. That's what the Bible calls it. Trials and temptations. It's a time when self is dying and God is increasing in your life. How many of you want the anointing? How many of you want the anointing? On, oh, I saw only a few hands. You will have to go through if it's a genuine anointing. When you got saved, I told you yesterday, the presence of God came upon your life. No problem with that. But if you want the anointing, you'll pay for it. It'll cost you. So you have to choose. Unfortunately for many, they haven't realized that you really have no choice, even when God says choose. Because the purpose of God for your life is for him to use you. And I, myself, and other people, we face situations where we say, why me? Anybody ever ask that? Why me? These are the things God was showing me today, and I believe that whoever you are hearing me, you're getting your answers right now. Why me? Why can't I just be like others? Why can't it just happen for me? Why must I go through this? When is it going to be the end? How am I going to go through this? Is this the end? And, oh, God, answer me. At least tell me something so I'll know what to do. It's a zero hour. That's when you need power most. That's when you need to hear from God most. Incidentally, that is when you don't hear anything. And you get to a point, you say, God, you want to kill me or what? You cry, you laugh, you even want to bribe him. If you do this for me, I'll do this for you. What do you do when God is so far away? What do you do? What do you do when everything you've done has failed? And you're not in sin. You've not done anything wrong. What do you do? Look at Isaiah 45 verse 15. When God is far away, what do you do? Isaiah 45, 15, he says, Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. A God who likes to hide. But he said, if we ask, we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, the door will open unto us. How come? But Lord, I tithe. I give extra offerings. I bless the pastor. I, I love you. You know I love you. I work so hard. I clean the church. I preach and teach. I win souls. I bring people to church. I fund many things. I, and you know I 
I, I fast every day. I read the word. I mean, you, I mean, everybody knows I'm a spiritual warrior. How come? And, and, and to confirm that you're still with me, even in my condition, I pray for others. They get their breakthroughs. At least you show a sign. Do something so that others will know that I myself too, I'm good. That's what I was enjoying myself today with God. Just, first of all, he hides himself. Why? So that you can seek for him. The more you seek for him, the more you die. The secret to getting God is when you get to a point where you forget yourself. Then he reveals himself to you. I'm not endorsing trouble, but I find that Many people hear from God clearly in the midst of trouble because you, you're forced to pray. So it means that at that moment that you call a zero hour, you're actually at a hero hour. It's just that you don't know that when God gets you to a crushing place to squeeze you, to crush you, he's actually showing that he loves you. I know what you're thinking. Oh, I don't want that kind of love. It's because you're precious to him. He's purifying you. He is. He shows that he has a great work for you to do. Huh? He does. But yes, at least let him do a little bit so that, uh, you know, I can have a little testimony once in a while. Uh -uh. Lord, show yourself. In fact, the more you pray that he should show himself. The worse he gets. Huh? Look at Deuteronomy 32. That's what uh, Jacob prayed in Genesis. Uh, God showed up. He started wrestling with, bless me, bless me. God said, no way. Uh-uh. God said, until I kill you, I can't bless you. I will wound you so you can't run anymore. Make one le leg to be broken you know, at the joint, out of sync. You can run no more. When you find God, your old self dies. That's what he's trying to do, to kill that old self. But we don't let him. If I we pray against his hand and think it's him, in fact, we think he's the devil. We give devil what is called satanic worship. What is satanic worship? You give, you talk about it. It's right here. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I have it in my notes right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, satanic praise and worship. Crying, weeping, self-pity. It gladdens the heart of Satan and his agents and encourages demons to continue. It shows that they're really hurting you. Oh, look at me. Oh, my condition. And all of us go through that, even pastors. Oh, why me? Why me? Why can't I just have money to build a big cathedral for God? Why can't I just have a mega church and, oh, Lord, all this I'm doing? Huh? Why can't I just have? Then in the midst of that, the closest person to you turns against you. <sighs> huh? I'm never going to help people again. No more, no, enough. 
Maybe I should leave town. Maybe if I move to Alabama, it should be better. Oh, I moved to uh, Texas. Oh, they say, uh, you know, in New York, uh, it's, uh, I can make it there. Uh, then you start comparing yourself to other people. And my friend that moved uh, the other day to New York is making it. Why me? Why not you? Deuteronomy 32, verse 13. He made him ride on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Underline that. Oil out of the flinty rock. Say that with me. Oil out of the flinty rock. Oil out of the flinty rock. Give us an NIV version. It says, he made him ride on the heights of the land and fed him with the fruit of the fields. He nourished him with honey from the rock and with oil from, from the flinty crag. You want oil? Yeah. You got to take it out of the rock, the hard place. How many of you want the anointing? He will bring you to a hard place where oil will come out of you by force. You'll be amazed at how greasy you are. It's just that it doesn't show. You're full of oil. You're, not, you're full of water. You're, not full of, you're full of oil, not water. It's just that you don't know. So he'll bring you to a place where oil will come out of you. And that oil is the anointing. I said it's the anointing. I know it's not the kind of thing you want to hear. Stop blaming the enemy and giving him glory. He can't really do anything except what you give him to do. Huh? It's a serious thing. He will get, get you to a place where you will have to bring forth oil by force. You will ride on the high places, no problem. You, you will eat honey. <laughs> but he will put you in a place where you will. Uh-huh. Yes. Job 13, verse 27. Thou puttest my feet also in the stocks. And lookest narrowly unto all my paths. Thou settest a print upon the heels of my feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He will bring you to that place. Yeah. Job 13, verse 26. Thou, for thou writest bitter things against me. And makest me to possess iniquities of my youth. He's now telling God. Look at verse 23. How many are mine iniquities and sins? The Amplified Version. How many are my iniquities and sins that so much sorrow should come to me? Eh? I've repented. I've repented. What again do you want me to do, God? Eh? It's so unfair. Make me recognize and know my transgression and my sin. Verse 24. Why do you hide your face as if offended and alienate me as if I were your enemy? 25. 
Will you harass and frighten a poor, helpless leaf driven to and fro? And will you pursue the chaff of the dry stubble? Verse 26. For you write bitter things against me in your bill of indictment and make me inherit and be accountable now for the iniquities of my youth. He's telling God. What is it you want me to do again? Meanwhile, there's nothing that Job did. God just said to the devil, see that guy? He will not abandon me. I know him. Hmm? Verse 21. Withdraw thine hand far from me. And let not your dread uh, make me afraid. Say, God, take your hands off my business. I don't even want to know you anymore. But remember what he said in verse 15. Though he slain me, Yet will I trust in him. He said that, but then the B part, he said, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Ah, ah, Job. <laughs> this is a word that somebody is hearing themselves now. You have surrendered to him, but you say you're still going to be arguing in his presence. You're only postponing and extending your situation. Power. For the zero hour. Say that with me. What do you do? When the sea and the storm are raging. And it's dark. Acts 27. Well God is moving us in a different direction tonight. See it's not every. Everything is not just pray, 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 pray. No. Sometimes you want to pray with understanding and revelation. Somebody is getting an understanding as to why. Why would God turn the heat on you? Why can I just have peace? Somebody said to me, why can I just have rest for some time, at least to recover? I said, there's no rest until we see him in glory. We rest while we're fighting. Yeah, like an airplane, he gets to a point, he's just coasting. It's not really flying. The engines are off. He's resting, but he's still flying. You've got to know how to rest in Christ. Acts 27. From verse 18. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the sheep. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the sheep. Verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away, was then taken away. Look at that. No sun in the day, no moon, no stars, and the tempest is tossing. Can you imagine? Not knowing what time is day or night anymore. Dark clouds. Thick clouds, tossing, your stomach churning. If you stay in a boat and it's tossing, it's not funny. And it's raining, and there's a tornado or storm. It's dark, so dark you can't see the sun for days, he says. In many days. So night and day became the same. Have you ever been through this type of place? Where night and day and dark and light are the same. 
The sun now is as if the sun is out against you. Only you in this world. The moon out against you. Only you. No stars. Nothing. As if God has locked up the heavens. Only you. And then he said, this not a small tempest. Amplified version says, no small uh, tempest kept raging about us. Even they got to a point where all hope was lost. Zero hour. All hope was lost. This is Apostle Paul, the great man of God. At that time, the sea and the storm, the contrary wind and dark clouds, the darkness was so thick that day and night were the same. And there were 278 people or thereabouts on the boat. His advice was ignored because he told him. He told him, let's not go this way. They ignored him. He did. His advice was ignored. All hope was lost. Zero hour. People had given up hope. They had said their prayers. They were waiting to, waiting to die at any moment. And the most painful part of it to Apostle Paul was God, mission unaccomplished. Have you ever gone to a point where you're like, God, is this why you brought me this far? You, 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 I, I don't believe that. You mean you, you, they prophesied to me? They laid hands on me? You spoke to me in the dream? You spoke to me in your word? You said I'll be this, I'll do this. Is this how? No. And the more you're saying no, the more you're hearing death. The darkness grows thicker. I've been in places like that. Where I get to a point and say, I'm not going to pray again. I've been in a place where I call death to come. Death refused to come. I pray you don't get there. So when people say they are suffering, things are difficult, I just smile. I've been in a place where I prayed for more, the sun not to rise the next day. I said, no, there's no need. Let the, I said, let the world just fall off on a cliff and crash and let everybody die. And I closed my eyes and talked to myself and talked and talked and talked and went to sleep. Woke up uh, looking for Apostle Peter at the gate of heaven only to hear my gate man. Knocking on my door. I've been to a place. No money, no friend, no hope, no car, nothing. No food, no drink, nothing. I've been to a place where I had to crawl on all fours to go answer my door because I just laid there. I said, it's either, I said, this is it. I, I didn't know how to. I know what it means to be. You haven't been depressed. And you say, oh, I'm depressed. Say, well, oh, I didn't pay my phone bill. Is that depression? You didn't know that? Or you think I just appeared from nowhere? The greatest hour of my darkness was the greatest anointing period of my life. Because you know why? And I tell you why? Huh? He wants you to a place to get to a place where you are alone with him. Nothing works. Friends forsaking you, car taking, house taking. And I'm not glorifying all those negative things. But I want you to understand that there's a purpose. Say there's a purpose. 
Say there's a purpose to my life. Say there's a purpose to my life. Say everything that happens to me, God knows about it. Are you born again? Huh? Are you a child of God? You're too big to just disappear and God doesn't know. If God numbered the very hair on your head, he knows about you. He knows about what you're going through. I know it's a prayer meeting, but I just want to lay the premise and foundation. This may just bless someone today. Because the reason why you don't want to pray and you don't want to come for prayer meeting is that you feel that the one you prayed for, God has not answered. He has answered. It's just that you didn't, he didn't answer the way you expected him to answer. Are you confused? Are you frustrated? Oh, yeah. People are. Apostle Paul got to a point where he got frustrated. I mean, you've gone to the end of the road. Have you? Notice the, the thick darkness in that verse 20. And you know what it means? He couldn't even hear from God. No word from God. Have you been to a place where if only God can tell you what to do. If only God can show you what sin you committed. If only God can show me what I need to fix. Is anybody in church tonight? If just God can tell me what's happening. If only God can just tell me how, for how long will this go on? And at least I know. If God can just show me what to do, where I can, what I can do, and get money right now so I'll pay for that car before they take it away. God, if only God can just tell me what I can do now and I'll just get a big breakthrough so that everybody in our church will know that, that I myself too am serving God. If only, God, okay, even if it's not for, for me, just do it for your glory. Okay, I'm not looking. Just do it so that people, just do it. You're lying. You just want him to do it for you. Things were difficult. Look at verse 21. Acts 27, 21. But after... Long abstinence. Say that. Long. The Amplified Version says, put up the Amplified Version so you can see what it means when the Bible says long abstinence. Quickly. Then as they had eaten nothing for a long time, they had to fast by force. What kind of food do you want to eat when there's a storm? It's dark, it's dark, no sun, no moon, no stars. The boat is tossing up and down. If you put anything in your mouth, you may just throw it up. After a long time, why couldn't God just speak on the first day? Huh? Look at verse 27. But when the 14th night was come, say 14th. Fourteen days and nights mixed together. Nobody knew the day, the moon, the sun, nobody, just fourteen days of trouble. No word from God, no revelation, no dream. You see, reading your word, confessing the scriptures, going to church, greeting the pastor, sowing seed, 
You sowed and sowed and sowed, and the more you sowed, the worse the problem got. You got to a point, you just said, if I just empty my account, God will move. You emptied your account, and worse it got. You say, oh, it's the church, I'll move. You move to another church, worse. Oh, it's my husband. Oh, it's my wife. Oh, it's one, day, one woman in our church. You even prayed. The day you pray against witches and wizards, in the night they slap you more. And before, you used to pray on prayer. I mean, you just blast through. As David said in Psalm 18, I run through the troop, I leap over a wall. Before, you just open your mouth. In the name of Jesus, you break through immediately. Even for other people. Now, one breakthrough, you will fast, you will buy, you will lose, you will look so thin and so haggard. People in the church will know you're going through before finally you get one praise the Lord. And if you're not careful, one trouble will come, take away everything you gathered. What do you do? Paul gave us a secret in verse 21. A long abstinence. After that, he stood forth in their midst and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. But now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not. Paul, fear not, brother, fear not, sister. Why? Because you've been fearful. Uh, 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 uh. The Lord showed it to me. Reason why the dark is dark and the day and night are the same. You've been fearful. You've removed your eyes from the Lord. Oh, but pastor, I still go to church. It's not true. He says, fear not. Paul, so God knew his name after all. After 14 nights, the word of God breakthrough. Daniel fasted and prayed 21 days before he got break, his breakthrough. And the angel said, I heard you from the first day I was sent to you, but there was darkness in the heavenlies that hindered me. In the case of Apostle Paul, 14 days. And nights. Huh? You need. So what do you need most? In your zero hour. Huh? What? Somebody said faith. Another person said what? Power to stand. Another person said. A word from heaven, yes. A word from heaven, yes. Fearless, be encouraged, his grace, God. Yeah, God is for all of us. Yes. Afternoon, fasting and prayer, yes. Prayer, yes. Have a man of God who is not going through too. Yes. Yes. 
All of the above, she says. <laughs> uh, what you need is a word from God. David said, thy word, O Lord, is settled in heaven. Psalm 119 says, how will a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed unto your word. Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them. That word brought Israel out of Egypt. That word, look what happened. When they said that, look at verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God. Say, I believe God. That it shall be even as it was told me. How be it, we must cast upon a certain island. You know the next thing that happened? Huh? After that wonderful prophecy? Shipwreck. It got worse. Oh, my goodness, Pastor. <laughs> Verse 33, and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, this day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continued the fasting, having taken nothing, nothing, say nothing, no juice, no colored water, no sweet water, no food, no veggies, nothing, for 14 days. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat. They got to a point where they said, fast to finish. They said, easy, say no. He took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. He had communion. You're getting it now. One is the word. Two, you need an angelic visitation. You need angelic assistance. One, you need the word. Two, you need angelic visitation. Three, you need open heavens. If your heavens are not open, you're not going to hear again. Three, fasting. Or four. Uh, you, you, four, fasting. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you now. S six, or is it five or six? Five. Do not fear. Fear is a killer. Six. Cheer up. Cheer up. When David fasted and prayed, the baby died. He went to have a shower. They said, what kind of man is this? He said, I can't change it. The baby is gone. I better continue with my life. If I fasted and prayed and the baby died, that, that's all right. I can't change it. I can change how I look and smell right now. Huh? I need some food so I can have strength to cry some more. Uh, is anybody hearing you? Number seven, communion. Communion, go back to the word, eat the word, physical word, spiritual word, stay in the word, bury yourself in the word. Anytime I'm going through, do you know what I do? I stay under the anointing. When you're going through, 
every time the church doors open, come in. Get tapes, get books, stay under it, keep hearing them. Faith comes by hearing. As you're hearing, it's going to wash out all the junk. But we're lazy to read it or listen to it or take a tape like this and listen to it again and again. There's a tape I did, uh, How to Discover the Purpose of God for Your Life, something like that. A man called me the other day. I gave it to him on Friday. He called me on Saturday. He said he had listened to it about five times in less than 24 hours. Can't get enough. He said, this is what I need at this time. That's why tape ministry is so important, or book ministry. You may not need it now. Buy it and keep it. One day you may need it, or someone you know may need it. Number what? Number eight, you need a Paul in your boat. You need a Paul. Out of 278 people, only one could hear from God. Huh? If I say this, please do not be offended. In your whole church, there may not be one person who hears from God. Or not, may, that may not be more than two, three, four, five. The book of Job, he said, in Job 33, he said, if you have a dream and you find one in a thousand people who can interpret it, say you're, you're, you're fortunate. One in a thousand people. So in a church of 20,000, you may not have 20 people who can interpret what God is saying. In the whole of the land of Egypt, only one man, Joseph. These things are serious. Spiritual things are not, uh, they are treasures. Are you getting anything tonight? Are you understanding? Look at verse 37, because some, somebody may say, how do you know, Pastor, how many people were there? All told, there were 200, look at it, verse 37. Is it in your Bible? And we were, in all, we were in all in the ship, 203 score and 16 souls. That is 276 souls. 276. Only one could hear from God. Huh? Called Paul. To make it worse, now, look at me. Paul, the reason why I say look at me is that you hear with your eyes, your ears at the same time. After Paul gave the prophecy, everybody rejoiced. They cheered up. They had the meal. They said, thank you, Pastor. Oh, wow. Great. Wonderful. God is so good. Finally. Ah, the wait is over. And you begin to plan in your head. Oh, when I show up in church, how I will stand in front of the church, the kind of car I will drive, the kind of house, oh, the kind of friends I'll have, I'll just buy the church, oh, how I will slap the pastor with one million dollars and slap him with two million on the... You're dreaming and painting the picture. Oh, how I'll help people back home. I'll just say, take five million. Oh, when I arrive in a village. Oh, my family. Oh, that wicked woman that dealt with my mother. I'm going to show her. Oh, and you're dreaming. Counting the eggs that have not been laid. If they've been laid, they've not been hatched. Hmm? Now, he gave the prophecy. Didn't he give you the prophecy? Huh? Did he give the prophecy? You know the next thing that happened? Shipwreck. Oh, I knew that that apostle Paul was a false prophet. I heard from the man of God. He told us to cheer up that God spoke to him. 
We should have just continued our fasting. Why couldn't just 275 of us throw this man above, throw him off the boat? Huh? Look at verse 41. And falling into a place where two seas meet, they ran, in, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. Oh, my goodness. Why did I go to that church? Huh? Verse 44. And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And it so came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Huh? Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 1. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita or Malta today. They got to the island, all right, but the boat didn't get there. Some were sw swimming on pieces of wood. Nobody talked about clothes anymore. Shoes, garments, they made it by the skin of their teeth. You need a word for the zero hour. What should I do, pastor? Be alone with God. Go back. Go back to being alone. Go back to being alone. You need... I heard a story yesterday. I was watching a tape. This pastor began to lose his hearing in both ears. And um, he didn't know. I was losing his hearing. People just noticed that when they spoke to him, he would say, huh? What did you say? Speak louder. So one of his uh, spiritual daughters, thank God for spiritual children, said, Daddy, we need to look at this and find out what's going on. This is not right. This is not you. So they brought in the equipment, checked his ears. There was a strange growth in the inner ear, and both ears were affected. And they said to him, it will require surgery. And it's a very sensitive surgery. We don't guarantee that you're going to still have it. He said to them, to the doctor, thank you very much. Uh, you know I won't agree for, to go for any surgery. Can you give me seven days? Say, yes. Seven days, come back. And let's check and see. And in those seven days, <laughs> he went back to work. Seven days later, doctor came and checked. Two brand new ears were found in place. Point I'm making, sometimes give God time to act. You're too much in a hurry. After you prayed and sought him, wait for they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. God is not your errand boy. And let me say this. When you're waiting in prayer, when you're seeking his, his face, Wait in that place. I told you one time. Sometimes God may not speak to you till three days later, four days later, one month, seven days. He works on his own timetable. Are you understanding spiritual things now? Huh? Seek him. I always tell people, go to find a place. Go to a hotel. Pay for three days. Take a bottle of water. And your Bible and your journal, a few CDs, a small CD player, a small tape player, a notebook. Just go lock yourself up somewhere. You need to be separated. 
there is there's a, a need to be alone with God. God wants to hear you. Solitude versus multitude. Choose one. Solitude versus multitude. Choose one. In 270, amongst 276 people, Apostle Paul isolated himself. You can be alone in a crowd. How do I know you can be alone? Have you ever been in trouble and you're in the midst of people and you felt so lonely as if nobody knew what you were going through? Huh? And they all say, hello, how are you doing? Oh, you look good. You, oh, you smell good. <laughs> you're like, yeah, thank you very much. You're like, I wish I can just show you what I'm going through. Huh? Am I in church? That means that if you can be alone in trouble, in a crowd, you can also be alone in good times, in a crowd. Mm. Acts 23. I'm just laying the foundation because somebody, you will hear from God tonight. You will hear. That will be a breakthrough tonight. That, cl that cloud that has been there, that thick cloud with the storm tonight will clear. I said it will clear. You will get to your destination uh, in the name of Jesus. Acts 23 verse 10. And there arose a great dissension. The chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them to bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer. We seek be of Why do angels always greet people and say, Be of good cheer, be not afraid? Be of good cheer, Paul, call his name. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou be a witness also at Rome. If God said he would get to Rome, why is he having a shipwreck in Malta? Why didn't God tell him, yo, I'm just warning you, you're going to make it, but when you get to Malta, there will be cloud and darkness and storm and rain and no sun, no moon, no stars for 14 days. But be No, God didn't tell him. Why is it that you feel that God owes to tell you everything. If he tells you everything, then you won't go to church. You won't do anything. You say, oh, after all, God knows I'm going to be a millionaire, so let me just fold my hands and just wait and chill out. No. He won't tell you. Solitude versus multitude. In the midst of his troubles, a word came to Paul. Jeremiah 33. I'll give you another one so that you will understand and say, why me? Why me? People who are stronger than you, people like you, people worse than you, people better than you have gone through and overcame and survived and you will overcome. I said you will overcome. It's just for you to understand and be able to apply yourself to it and know what is happening. If you know what's happening to help you. Jeremiah 33, verse 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison. Thus said the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Why would God tell Jeremiah? Of course, Jeremiah is calling on you. He's in prison. 
You see, telling him to call upon you. What call upon you again? After all, in Jeremiah chapter 1, you said he's a prophet. You ordained him. You named him in his mother's womb. How come he's in, pr in prison, locked up, jailed, beaten up? The word of the Lord found him, said the word of the Lord. It found him. In Genesis 15, verse 1 to 6, you can write it down when you get home, read it. Read it. Abraham got to a point, he just gave up. Then God spoke. You need a word. The word quickened David in Psalm 119. You need a word. If only I can hear from God. But how do I hear? I will hear when I'm quiet. God is speaking. You're not hearing. Yeah. Psalm 119 verse 9. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto, thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Underline that. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Have you sought him with your whole heart? Sometimes he wants you to do that. To seek him with everything you, you have. What do we do? We seek him and give him a deadline. Some of us close our eyes and pray and open one eye to see if he's going to do it right. He won't even move if you open one eye and close one eye. Don't move that way. When you seek him with your whole heart. Pastor, how do I know if I'm seeking him with my whole heart? Only him will know. Only him knows at what point has Jacob gotten to that the angel said, all right, all right, all right. Now I can bless you. In other words, you get to a point of like, uh, should I say frenzy, uh, an intensity, a place where you don't care anymore. I've seen it in churches. I've seen it in our church. When some people begin to pray, they get to a point. They, I say, stop praying. They keep praying. They get to a point. They, they, they don't know themselves anymore. Then, ah, oil begins to flow out of the rock for you. That oil there is the anointing. The disciples in Mark 7, in the storm, didn't Jesus know? Why would Jesus walk on the water? He didn't run. Why can't he just move and just speak? And when he, he took his time walking until they cried to him. Mark 7. Why would he do that? Why would he not just show up? Why can't he just move right now? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you prayed, you've prayed enough and God owes you to move right now? Huh? In Mark 7, I'm, I'm not the apostles, the Greek woman in 20, verse 24 to 30. Have you ever felt that you've prayed enough? If God answers, let him answer. If he doesn't answer, that's his business. Anybody? <laughs> Did he answer? Eh? No, if you get to a point where you say, if God answers, mm -hmm. if he doesn't answer, mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. Does he answer? You're still going to come back and pick it up where you left it. <laughs> eh? I'm just trying to encourage someone. Keep going. 
Say, I will keep going. Uh huh. The woman began to be beseech Jesus. I was telling you yesterday. In verse 25, she fell at his feet. No answer. In verse 26, she began to beg him. No answer. Instead, Jesus called her a dog. First, she fell at his feet. No answer. She begged him. No answer. The only feedback he got, you're a dog. I don't give anointing to dogs. She said, I'm a dog, but you're still going to fix it. He said, for this saying, for what you said, you got your breakthrough. Psalm 40, verse 1. And these are the scriptures we're going to use to pray. I'm just documenting them. Psalm 40, verse 1. Is anybody getting anything out of this? God brought you tonight, I told you. I asked God to bring you so you can hear from God tonight. Because I don't want you to fail. And don't think he... In fact, look at verse, uh, verse 10 of uh, Psalm 39. See, I, I just jumped out of it because it was underlined in my Bible. Look what it says. Remove thy stroke away from me. I am consumed by the blow of thine hand. <laughs> David went through like you. Huh? He said, remove thy stroke from me. He said, you're hitting me too hard, God. Lord, you're hitting me too hard. As if if God hit him truly, he would still be alive. Huh? Look at verse 13. Verse, verse, verse 12. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears. As if he's trying to tell God, can't you see I'm crying? <laughs> As if tears move him. Hear my prayer. Give ear. God didn't hear. Okay, can't you see my tears? No answer. I'm a stranger. I'm a sojourner. As all my fathers were. In other words, I have nothing. I'm just going through. Can't you just do something? Nothing happened. And then verse 13. Oh, spare me that I may recover strength. Before I go hence and be no more. In other words, if you don't do something right now, somebody's going to expire. <laughs> if you don't do something now, as if God needs for, for you to know. For, if you don't do something now, then he says, oh, just get, do something small. Just cut me some slack. Give me a little break. Then later we can continue. No answer. Verse, four, verse 1. Chapter 40, David finally grew up. I waited patiently for the Lord. Ah, I waited, not just waited, patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. How long? We don't know. He brought me out of, uh, also out of a horrible pit, out of the merry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings, and put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Now he's boasting, and he's happy. Verse 11, withhold not thou tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and the truth continually preserve me. Verse 14, let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy. Let them be driven backward. And now he's praying dangerous prayers. Because God finally answered. I waited and he inclined his ear. Is anybody getting anything? 
God's word brings comfort. One touch from God changes everything. In 1 Timothy 1.8, Apostle Paul told Timothy, War a good warfare over the words that have been spoken over your life by prophecy. Because at that point, uh, Timothy felt condemned, confused, confounded, con just overwhelmed. You need power for the zero hour. These are things you should do. Number one, say the word loud. Prayer is a war of loud words. You don't pray quiet prayer at that time. Two, crying is just for your relief. After you cry, go back to prayer. Three, confess the word. Confess the word. Four, pray the word. That's why I'm glad you're hearing me and those who are here. Congratulations. You're under the right cloud tonight. Next, declare your confidence in God. Say, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand it. I trust you. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm sure it makes sense to you. You brought me through that and this and that. I just know that you'll bring me through again. People see you in church and say, huh? You, you haven't, uh, if I were you, I would just, uh, are you sure? Uh, did you not do anything? I remember when I was going through as a young Christian, people would see me in church and say, brother, only you? Uh. <laughs> and then I stopped going to that church. I started going to another church. Sooner or later, they knew me too. He said, brother, I heard. Hey, I didn't know it was this bad. Hey. <laughs> so I chose to start going late. So I would sit at the back and leave. I made the, once they say, made the grace, pew, I'm gone. And then I'll go and stand on the bus stop because now I had no more car. I had two cars, now no car. So the people who had escaped from, and I'm standing on the bus stop. Then they just part, they wouldn't even wave at me. Some would blow, beep, beep, and wave, hello. And I'm saying, hey, stop, stop, stop. They take off. I say, God, when will I come out of this? Until one day the Lord gave me this, Isaiah 41. And then I come out of the bus stop, it starts to rain. Quickly, you'll be discovered, uh, discover how quickly a flood will grow around you and want to carry you away. Then some will come and jump into the puddle, <laughs> splash water on me. There's a point I, get to, I got to, even if I wanted to cry, no more water could come out of my eye. Because all the water was gone. That's why I found out that crying doesn't help anything. It just comforts you. Just release tension. When you finish, the trouble will still be there. Eh? It just makes you feel good. But the problem is still feeling good, too. 
That's why I cry. I don't cry. I cry all the No, I cry when God's presence shows up. I don't, even if I want to cry, I can't. When my father passed, I couldn't cry. I've not cried since then. I wanted to cry. I couldn't cry. I'm looking at this. They say, oh, watch him. Oh, you know, he's going to cry later. You know, maybe he's delayed action. I'm still here. Because I cried one time for two years straight. Nothing happened. It was so bad. I went back to my former girlfriends. I was born again now. I went to the girlfriends I had fired. I sacked them. I said, I don't want to do it again. Go! And don't greet me again. I went back. Hello? One said to me, are you sick? I said, no. He said, why are you so lean? You look pale. Looked at my shoes, looked at my clothes. Are you homeless? I said, no. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. He said, what kind of prayer are you praying that God can't answer? Look at how you look. Please leave my office. Isaiah 41. You know, I know you want to hear more. Oh, you think you just see me smelling good and driving the bands and just flying all over the world? You think I just... For two years, I sought oil out of the rock. Once I got that oil on my head, it's just carrying me till now. You want to be anointed? You still want the anointing? Huh? It will crush you. Olive does not bring oil until it's crushed. Only one prayer point is you write down, we're going to pray, is Father, make my own, speed up my own, speed up my miracle. In John chapter 2, chapter 3, I believe, when Jesus turned water into wine, you know what he did? He fast forwarded the growing process of grapes, squeezing it, processing it to bring out the juice. He fast forwarded it, bypassed the grapes. Bypass the planting, the sowing, or the reaping, the harvesting, the time of gestation, the squeezing. Just gave them grape, grape juice in minutes. I believe he can do it for you tonight. I have faith for you tonight. I'm telling you, I have faith for you tonight. Isaiah 41 verse 10, and then we pray. Fear not thou, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, would hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. 
fear not thou, warm Jacob. He felt so bad. He felt like a worm. And ye men of Israel, and you women of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Verse 15. Behold, I will make thee a sharp threshing instrument, having teeth. Thou shalt thresh the mountains, and beat them small, and shalt make the hills a chaff. Then sh they shall find them. And the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. And thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shall glory in the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Done. It is done. It is done. It is Go to Psalm 52 because you may think that it is done. It's not in the Bible. Psalm 52, verse 9. Psalm 52, verse 9. What does he say? I'll, I will praise thee forever because thou hast done it. Write it is done next to it, on top of it. Thou has done it. Say he has done it. Say he has done it. Say he has done it. He said, I will praise you forever for thou has done it. He's done it. And I will wait on thy name for it is good before thy sins. In other words, I'll keep praying. I'll keep going to church. I'll keep serving you because the saints, the people in the church are watching me and I've got to keep my testimony on and I'm going to keep walking the walk and not just talk the talk and not walk the walk. I'm going to talk the talk and walk the walk because there are people who are going through, who are depending on me, who are modeling the courage of God, who I'm a role model to, who I'm an example to. I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to keep talking the talk because it is done. That's when you declare your confidence in God. It's done. I mean, this is Isaiah uh, 41. And we have at least 30 prayer points there. At least 30. And I'm going to share them with you right now. If we have time. If you want to pray. I heard, I heard two amens now. Notice what it says from verse 10 of Isaiah 41. Fear not. That's the first thing he said. We saw it uh, in Acts 27. Fear not. Fear not. How does fear? Oh, Pastor, I'm not afraid. But you're worried about how you're going to pay your bills. You're worried about what people will say. You're worried about what God is doing. You're worried about time. Time is going. You're worried because, you see, you have your own timetable. God doesn't operate by your timetable. If God were to operate on the timetable of man, you will not be hearing my voice right now. I'll be on TV every day. But God will take you there, but he has to process you. Say process. From zero to hero is... A process time. It will process you. Only him knows for how long. In the case of Jesus, 
He got baptized in the Holy Ghost in Luke chapter 4. He went in Luke chapter 3, I believe. He went into the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights. Then God said, now you have the power. Go do the work. Why couldn't just God give him the power from the one? After all, he said, this is my beloved son. If you have ever fasted for 40 days without food, it's not fun. It's not a joke. May you not have any reason to fast for 40 days, no food. As, yeah, okay. May God make you get to a point where you need to fast for 40 days and 40 nights, no food. You didn't say amen to the first one. You didn't say amen to the second one. Which one? Where are you now? I didn't hear your amen, so I gave you the other one because some of you may want it the hard way. Huh? You need to hear from God. I believe you've heard from God today. I believe God has spoken to you. I believe you heard from heaven today. And I believe that now your faith has come alive. You're not the only one going through. People have gone through and overcame. Joseph was put in prison. Jeremiah was put in prison. Apostle Paul was put in prison. Peter was put in prison. Moses was an exile. Jesus was hated and, and betrayed and crucified. People have suffered. Elijah, Elijah, Gideon. People have gone through and survived. You're going to survive. You're going to make it. You are going to make it. I say you're going to make it. I say you're going to make it. Shout it loud. I'm going to make it. Jump on your feet and shout it like you mean it. I'm going to make it. Shout again. Take a deep breath. Shout like you mean it. 